Hello and welcome to the latest podcast from the Lancet Oncology. I'm Richard Lane. In this podcast, we're discussing results of a phase three randomized trial, which is assessing paclitaxel, specifically NAB paclitaxel, in the treatment of early breast cancer. Earlier, I spoke to one of the authors of the study, which is published online on Monday, February the 8th. Here she is introducing herself. My name is Sibylla Leubel. I'm a professor of gynecology and obstetrics. I'm completely and 100% involved in breast cancer research. I'm the chair of the German Breast Group in Frankfurt. Dr. Leubel, many thanks indeed for talking to the Lancet Oncology. Can you give some context, background to the study? Obvious question which this paper addresses is why did you use NAB paclitaxel in place of the more sort of traditional solvent-based paclitaxel? Thank you. That's a very important question. So we have seen in metastatic breast cancer that NAB paclitaxel is actually more effective, which means it's increasing the response rates, it's increasing the time to a progression compared to paclitaxel. In this situation, it was compared also to docetaxel on a weekly basis. Therefore, we have a three-weekly and a weekly regimen. And this is the main background to include this newer taxane uh, and the NAP formulation into primary breast cancer trials. Can you go on and explain the main findings in this phase three randomized trial, specifically concerning the pathological complete response rate because that wasn't quite as you thought it would be. Is that right? That's correct. But let me start with the first part of your question. I mean, the main findings of the study were um, that the pathologically complete response rates defined in this uh, context as no invasive and no non-invasive residuals in the breast as well in the lymph nodes was significantly increased by using napaclitaxel instead of paclitaxel. So this was the main finding. This was statistically significant and the absolute difference in the whole cohort was a 9%. When we look at specific subgroups, especially in the subgroup of the triple negative breast cancer subtype, we saw an increase in absolute PCR rate from 26% uh, to 48%. And this is an increase in more than a 20%. Slightly lower than expected PCR rate cannot really be explained. One explanation might be that the neotango was uh, one trial um, comparing for the first time in the neoadjuvant setting as a reverse sequence, meaning starting with the taxane, uh, following, then followed by the anthracycline regimen. The more traditional regimen was just starting with the anthracycline and then following with the taxane. And the neotangle showed that the PCR rate could significantly be increased by using the reverse sequence, meaning starting with the taxane. Maybe this uh, was a little overestimating the real effect by reversing the sequence because other trials just stated uh, in the metastatic setting where we have other measures that there is no difference between starting with a taxin or starting with an anthracycline-based regimen. That might be the main reason why the PCR rate in absolute terms was lower than what we expected, but this was lower in both arms and did not affect the results of the trial. What are your views on PCR rate itself and, and whether uh, a pathological complete response 
rate can actually, what difference we need to observe to, to come up with something that is clinically meaningful? Am I asking you a really difficult question there? Well, this is a really a very difficult question because this is a matter of uh, debate um, for quite a while since we know that the neoadjuvant trials um, of the neoadjuvant regimen are as effective as the adjuvant regimen. And, and since we know that patients who achieve a pathological complete response have a significantly better outcome. But if we look at single trials where um, the PCR increase um, results in a benefit of event-free disease or overall survival, depending on the definition, we have uh, only limited evidence. We have one evidence in the positive setting. This is the NOAA trial, where a PCR increase in about 20% translated into a survival benefit. And a uh, very recent trial in triple negative breast cancer from our group, um, again demonstrating a 20% increase translated into a survival benefit. Others showed there is a um, a benefit, but that might not be statistically significant. But statistically significant has something to do with the uh, sample size you use, and some trials are just um, powered to show a difference in PCR rate, and these trials are much smaller than a trial which is powered to show a survival difference. Therefore, we need to be fair, but about 20% in a high-risk population might be the difference we need to obtain to have a survival difference. How do you think the results of, of this trial will, will shape uh, future treatment regimens, for, uh, including the use of NAB uh, paclitaxel, particularly when addressing perhaps people in um, subpopulations or with particular subtypes of uh, breast cancer? Certainly, I guess, uh, NAB paclitaxel will become, um, but of course this depends on reimbursement as well, would become the a new standard, especially in certain subtypes as a triple negative breast cancer where we have really seen a large difference and it's currently being the taxane used or the preferred taxane used when we add it to the immune therapies, especially to the checkpoint inhibitors, because we do not need corticosteroids as supportive treatment, and therefore it's the preferred taxane currently. And this might uh, also change um, the use of the taxane. What about other clinical trials that are going on involving paclitaxel? Can you comment on those and which helps provide the context for the findings from this phase three study? There is a recent trial which has just finished recruitment and we await the results for the next ASCO meeting. This is the Aetna trial which was conducted in HER2 negative breast cancer patients with a very similar design. We don't know the results yet. And then there was um, a smaller trial in the triple negative breast cancer with a slightly different uh, setting comparing napaclitaxel combined with carboplatin or gemcitabine combined with carboplatin as neoadjuvant treatment. And this, uh, these results have been published and they demonstrate a significant higher PCR rate uh, using napaclitaxel instead of gemcitabine in combination with carboplatin for the triple negative breast cancer patients. This was the ADAPT trial. There are currently uh, a couple of other trials in the adjuvant and neoadjuvant setting going on and are in um, preparation. Um, 
using napaclitaxel also in combination with a new checkpoint inhibitor. So in conclusion, are you relatively optimistic working in the breast cancer field that, uh, that you know, napaclitaxel is going to have an increasingly important role in breast cancer in the coming years? I think so too. Um, we have to, uh, of course, address the slightly increased uh, higher toxicity, especially when it comes to sensory neuropathy when we use napaclitaxel instead of paclitaxel. But we are currently following up these patients in the trial. But apart from that, taking into account uh, mainly the efficacy, I think this has a very good chance to be the preferred taxane in early and metastatic breast cancer in the near future. Dr. Loibel, very interesting study and very good to talk to you. Many thanks indeed for talking to The Lancet Oncology. Thank you very much.